You're listening to the Bitcoin and Markets podcast. Check out bitcoinandmarkets.com for more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bitcoin and Markets. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is your home for a natural and honest analysis of Bitcoin and macro. I'm live streaming on YouTube, Telegram, and Twitter. So find me there. Join me on a weekday basis. Uh, also, I do another podcast with Bitcoin Magazine called FedWatch. You can find it on their YouTube and Rebel channels as well. So today, uh, the market seems like it's waiting for something. That The market is, I don't know, anticipating a big move one way or the other. There was uh, some news out this morning about it, the exchanges, you know, the circuit breakers at the exchanges. They, they go off if there is more than a... 5% move in a certain period of time and more than a 15% move in a day in any in individual stock, these circuit breakers trigger and won't let the stock trade. There's different cooling off periods depending on which exchange you're on. But apparently they had some uh, glitches, technical glitches this morning. So anyway, the market is kind of, I don't know, it just feels like some they're waiting for something, another shoe to drop. Uh, a lot of disbelief, like I talked about in yesterday's show, uh, just people not not understanding how everything feels like we're going into recession, yet it almost seems like people know that we're not going to go into recession and there's going to be some soft landing. Like somehow the Fed was able to hike 25, 50, and then 475 basis point hikes, then a 50, and now it's going to be a 25 in this almost like perfectly smooth ramp up acceleration and slow down and there's no major crash in the market and people are like oh my gosh the fed was supposed to crash this market something was supposed to break all of these metric many met metrics probably say 75 percent of economic metrics out there are signaling recession all over the world, not just in the U.S., but in Europe and China and every, everywhere. Yet the wheels are staying on somehow. And what is the shoe to drop? That, that's the general feeling I get out there. So anyway, I have a few stories to talk about today. I'm going to open up the mic at the end to see if you guys have any comments. I'm going to try to keep this to a pretty short uh, live stream. And join me here every day. I go through this type of news. Sometimes there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, sometimes there's less. Uh, but anyway, let's get into, uh, we're just not even going to go over the charts today. Bitcoin is up slightly, 23,300. It's green on the day, half a percent. Uh, the stock market is green on the day, even though overnight was red. It is green on the day, about a tenth of a percent. The dollar is slightly red on the day gold is slightly green on the day that, that's about all i mean there's nothing spectacular going on in the charts okay um i posted a few things on telegram i'm going to go through these so the first one is a story from zero hedge and let me find that now i'm going to bring that up here and share it on the screen to be honest, I didn't read through this article. I just um, saw the headline and read like the first couple sentences, and I thought it was important to go over. So I'm, this is a live reading here, first read through. Um, 
I posted this in Telegram. Yeah. Okay. So the headline is Stellar Two-Year Auction Sees Bond Market Mocking Feds Higher for Longer. And just that headline. So what is it saying? It's saying that the Stellar Two-Year Auction, that means that it was very oversubscribed. I was talking about this with uh, Stephen and John, some guys down in Naples that work for Swan, and they were giving one of the presentations there. Um, and they were saying, oh, without QE, there's no demand for treasuries. And I'm like, are you kidding me? There, every auction is oversubscribed. That means there's more bidders than there's actual treasuries by a lot. I think the average, maybe the average pre-COVID was like 2.2. And then during it's, you know, some periods they can get up to 2.5 and some periods down to like two, but I don't think it ever really falls below two. So there's twice as many bidders than there are treasuries. There's twice as much demand as there are available treasuries at any one time. So at this two-year auction, you know, they're selling a certain amount of certain amount of billions of you know, two-year treasuries, and they get way more demand than they actually are issuing at the time. There's an unlimited demand for United States treasuries, and I've said this many times, and it's hard to, like, give that color really just, it's almost like anything you look at, there's just unlimited demand. It doesn't matter if there's QT, if there's QE, it doesn't matter. Everything's over, oversubscribed by two hundred by 100%, you know, two 2x. So let's let's get into this. Oh, and then uh, the rest of the headline is sees bond market mocking feds higher for longer. So what happens when there's a lot of demand for treasuries? Well, the yield goes down, right? And the Fed is saying they're going to keep the yields higher for longer, but they don't control interest rates. So anyway, let's get into this. All right. Back in November, when the two year auction hit a cycle high of four point five one three percent. Markets knowingly nodded, muttering that the bond market was agreeing with the hawkish Fed. Since then, however, things haven't gone according to plan, with each auction printing at a lower and lower yield, culminating with today's sale of two-year paper, which priced at just 4.139%, down from 4.39% in December, and the lowest since August. It has stopped through the when issued 4.152% by 1.3 bips, the third consecutive stop through, which prior to December had failed three of the past five times. And I'm not sure exactly what that means. But uh, another thing that Jeff Schneider always says about these auctions, you know, that these, these are, this is just the median bid. Okay. That means that a lot of them went way lower. They do measure like the lower 5% and the upper 5% of bids. So the the five-year lowest five-year bid, if the median was 4.1, it could have been down to 3.8. 5% of these two-year treasuries went for 3.8. That's how this auction works. It's not like they set a price and that's what they all go for. They actually bid for them. Okay, let's continue. The bid to cover confirmed the stellar demand, jumping from uh, 2.7 to 2.9. Wow. So that what I was just talking about, the excess demand is usually about 2.2. This says it's 2.7 to 2.9. That, that's pretty high, guys. That means there's 
three times as much demand as there is actual treasuries to buy. And we're doing QT or the Fed is doing QT where they're not actively purchasing assets. They're letting assets roll off their balance sheet. So this is without quote unquote Fed demand, but the bid to cover is still 2.9. It's crazy. The highest going back all the way to the flight to safety bond market chaos in April of 2020. Finally, the intervals were also phenomenal with indirects, that is foreigners, awarded a whopping 65%, the third highest on record and well above the recent average of 57%. Okay, so foreign demand, we're told that the demand for the dollar, the world is de-dollarizing, all right? And there's nobody would buy up these treasuries if the Fed didn't do QE. Well, this this auction says the exact opposite, okay? It is bid to cover almost three and a near record high indirects or foreign buyers is the exact opposite of this narrative. So anyway, th- this goes to show that there's so much confusion about where the market is and where we're going. People are expecting some big move out there. This data is exactly the opposite of what you would think if you believed in the de-dollarization narrative and you believed in the de-globalization narrative, which I do. So like, this is the exact opposite of that, depending on your take. So you can see how this can drive this indecision or confusion in the market. That's what I'm feeling out there right now. All right, that's enough from that. Let's go on to this Peter Schiff article and... This is just a random Peter Schiff article, but it crossed my feed and it had some language in there that I wanted to talk about. So I did post about this in Telegram as well. And the headline is Peter Schiff, easing price inflation is transitory. Very funny, very, very funny pun here because, you know, (laughs) I and others have been saying that inflation is transitory or CPI price increases are transitory. And it's turning out to be that way, right? Uh, We did have just over a year of high CPI or high price rises from roughly April or May of 2021 to June of 2022. So just over one year, we had very high CPI rises. That's it. That is as transitory as it gets. I remember talking about this probably back towards the end of 2021, and I was saying, you know, what would constitute transitory? And I was talking about the year over year, the way that it is this moving window, right? And I was like, well, transitory would be about a year, you know, maybe one to two years. And look, it's just over a year, just over a year of high CPI, and now we're at zero. All right. Let's get into this article a little bit. I'm not going to read it all, but I'll I'll hopefully get to the main points. So last week, the producer price index data finally showed some cooling of wholesale prices that coupled with better than expected CPI data further buoyed hope that the Fed is winning the war on inflation. But in his podcast, Peter Schiff emphasized that easing inflation is transitory and a weakening dollar will be a big part of the story. Markets rallied after the PPI data came out last week. Quote, markets like this number. And that was part of the reason for the rally that day. The reaction 
to this better than expected news on inflation. But you have to remember that all this better than expected news on inflation is transitory. So it wasn't the increase in inflation that was transitory. That's permanent. <laughs> what is transitory is this slight decrease that we're enjoying now. Okay, so this is classic Peter Schiff. There is zero data. Peter, show me a commodity that is not back at normal levels. Show me a commodity that even made a, a all-time high during this period of high CPI. You know, oil, did it make an all-time high? No. Corn, no. Any, any sort of agricultural commodity, any sort of industrial commodity, I, the only ones that I know of are copper, and it went higher by like 10 cents. It's like 4.1 in back in the great financial crisis. And it was like 4.2 this time, something in that ballpark. So it made a very tiny higher high. Um, also lumber, I believe, made a higher high. But those two things don't constitute like we have had great, crazy price increases. No, this was a temporary thing of the final goods prices due to a breakdown in supply chains. That's it. So he's saying that's permanent. He has zero data to to back that up. Zero. And slight decrease. I've talked about this on the show many, many times. June, month over month, price change. The change in the level of prices from June or from uh, May to June was 1.7%, almost 2% in one month. You know, year on year, if you annualized June of 2022, it's what, 20%, something like that. And guess what the CPI was month over month between June and July? Zero, literally zero. That's not a slight decrease. That's from 20% annualized to 0% annualized. That is a gigantic seismic brick wall decrease. It's absolutely insane to say this is that it's a slight decrease. Okay, let's continue with this. It's important to remember that even though the rate of increase is slowing, prices are still going up. No, they are not. I mean, it depends on what you're picking. It depends on what, what price you're talking about. But prices are not going up. December CPI was negative month over month. Drive this into your thick skull, Peter Schiff and inflationistas. CPI fell in December, 0.1%. The aggregate price level fell, literally the absolute, sorry, I bumped my mic. The absolute price level fell in December. I don't know what's so freaking hard to understand about that. That is not a decrease in the rate of increase. The only way you get a decrease in the rate of increase or disinflation is if you look at a year-over-year -year number. And like I said, we hit a brick wall. You know, if if my if I look at something, some data, and it says that the average of some data set or whatever is 10, but I can know, I observe with my eyes that there's nothing going on here on this, this certain thing. So this is actually zero. Like, how do I square that? Do I say, oh, it's just disinflation. No, this is just slowing the rate of increase. 
No, you say this number is lagging. It's wrong. There's nothing happening right here. I can see with my own observable eyes, nothing's happening. It's not a decrease in the rate of increase. Let's see what Peter Schiff quotes here. Quote, they're just not going up as fast as they were. But all of that is temporary because the reason we saw a decline in the rate of increase in prices was because we got a correction in commodities, in particular oil prices. No, we didn't even get an all-time high, Peter, in oil prices. And this was obvious. I was calling it very accurately. I mean, not obviously to the dollar, but I was calling the general trend very accurately the whole time. If you take out the spike in March of 2022 due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, you take out that like one or two week period, the high in oil was only like 110, maybe 105 compared to the GFC, which was 140. There was no increase in prices. It's not a decline in the rate of increase. Nothing, very few things made all-time highs. Okay, we've also got a decline in long-term interest rates. Well, why is that, Peter? That has affected mortgage rates, blah, blah, blah. Okay, um, I could go on and get more heated on this, but I'm not going to. Uh, let's look at Telegram. I have a couple other posts here. Uh, so what else do I have here in Telegram? Oh, interesting. Ultrasound money continues to fall against Bitcoin now down 12% from the merge. Crazy people. Crazy, crazy ultrasound money. Okay. And then lastly, there is one more tweet here I wanted to cover. This is from Strictly BTC on Twitter. And they say, I don't get the never use or sell Bitcoin mentality. If you're trading Bitcoin for something meaningful in your life, What's wrong with that? More time with family, freedom from fiat job, buying dream home, paying for kids' college, circular economy in El Salvador, many more. Well, first off, circular economy in El Salvador, not worth it, guys, not worth it. Um, paying for kids' college, maybe. But th there's got to be, the thing is, you don't want to spend your savings necessarily. I mean, of course, you save so that you can pull that spending into the future, right? Not today. Plus, if you can make enough to live comfortably, like the, the idea should be to uh, lower your spending habits to live within your means so that you don't have to sell your Bitcoin and you can hold it. You know, that, that, should, be, that should be the mentality. But of course, if it is your only option, of course, of course, spend your Bitcoin. Capture your gains or whatever. If that is your only way that you can, your only option to do something. Other than that, try to try to uh, find another way to afford the thing that you are wanting to do. You know, you don't need to sell Bitcoin to spend time with your family. But anyway, I wonder what you guys think. So hit up in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, uh, respond to this tweet and say what you guys think about this tweet about spending your Bitcoin or not spending your Bitcoin. Guys, check out bitcoinandmarkets.com. People that support over there are what makes this possible to do this show. Uh, so please go consider going to support on bitcoinandmarkets.com. There's also a, a new added tier for professionals. If you uh, find yourself able to support a little bit more and want to do that, there's a way to do that on the website. Thanks for joining. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll check you on the next one. Bye.